the beauty and grandeur of this ancient landscape is unique and quite wonderful. In many ways, the Grand Canyon presents the very finest desert landscape to be found anywhere on the face of the planet. Opportunities for wilderness travel abound, and hikers come from around the world to walk the canyon trails and experience this special place in a very personal way. Unfortunately, far too many people arrive at the park unaware that hiking the Grand Canyon is entirely different than hiking anywhere else and that the world of the Inner Canyon can present a harsh, dangerous, unforgiving environment. For a safe, successful canyon hike, you need to know how to take care of yourself as well as how to take care of the canyon. So let's review what you need to know before starting down canyon trails. Having a grand hike depends, in part, upon your safety. If you need to be rescued, it will be costly, damaging to the canyon, and you might not be rescued. Every year, hikers die in the Grand Canyon. You need to be deliberate about each step from planning to the end of the hike. We came into the park very naive uh, to the conditions. We start off in the morning, it was probably 65 degrees. Had a pair of shorts and a shirt on and was chilly at that point. And basically just went walking down a trail and next thing you know we'd probably walk four or five miles and not thought anything of it. Uh, walking down the canyon uh, takes very little uh, energy or exercise. And next thing you knew uh, we were dealing with dehydration and 115 degrees versus 65 degrees. And uh, once dehydration set in, then there was nothing left. And uh, basically, we were stranded at that point. In the midst of uh, dealing with the de dehydration and trying to get to water or replenish myself, uh, basically took some risk that I probably wouldn't usually have taken. So actually descended from where I was and actually successfully kind of rock climbed for a while before, you know, uh, got the one that got the better of me. Fell about 40 feet down a cliff. Um, the injuries I sustained uh, had seven broken bones, uh, two of which uh, were spinal, collapsed lung. And from what I understand, when they actually got to me and hooked me up to an IV and everything, uh, they say that my temperature was 104 at that point. So I was close to the point of burning up. Each year, more than a 1,000 visitors are treated for heat-related illness, injuries, or exposure to cold. Thousands more go unreported. You'll be safer and better prepared, both mentally and physically, if you've thought carefully about your itinerary and plan for it. So check the official guide to hiking the Grand Canyon for the difficulty of the trails you're taking. 
Okay. Know exactly how far you'll go no, and how long it will take. So it's going to be a long first day. All right. Well, water's going to be a problem. We've got. Weigh your physical condition and experience against the extreme temperatures and the exertion you'll face. Call ahead to check trail conditions and weather. Trails can be restricted or closed, and weather is variable. Avoid hiking alone and tell people where you'll be. Your physical condition is very important. The canyon is like an upside-down mountain. You work hardest at the end of the hike when you're most tired. It takes twice as long to hike up as down. You might average a mile an hour going up, and it will be like climbing stairs all day long. Even well-conditioned hikers can have trouble, so start physical conditioning months before your hike. Some medications can make heat problems worse, so check with your doctor. Even if you're an experienced hiker, a Grand Canyon trip will require special gear and preparation. See the Grand Canyon hiking brochure for a checklist. First thing probably we should do is the food. Is that perennial or seasonal? Can we count Pack for your specific trip and pay special attention to your water supply. Water sources are few and unreliable, so know where your next drink of water is coming from and carry more than enough water to get there. Hiking uphill in the canyon on a hot, sunny day, you can sweat up to two quarts or two liters per hour. If you lose too much water, your body temperature can climb. Unchecked, this will lead to heat stroke and eventually death. Sweating washes salts from your body. This loss of salt can make you very sick. Salty snacks and electrolyte drinks will replace the salts you sweat away. Begin each day's hike with at least four quarts or liters of water in your pack and treat or filter any water you take from canyon springs, creeks, or potholes. Bring resealable bags to carry out uneaten food and trash. Fires aren't allowed, so bring a stove. You may need rain gear. A camera or sketch pad are great ways to record sites and avoid the temptation to take things from the canyon. Pack basic first aid kits, especially an ankle wrap. For emergencies, carry a whistle and a signal mirror. Bring a flashlight, even if you're just on a day hike. If you return late, you may need it. It's possible to get lost, so don't leave without a map and compass. And remember, your whole hike rides on your boots. When you hike steep terrain, even with perfect boots, your feet can blister, so bring moleskin and use it before blisters form. And don't forget a hat that really shades you. During winter, spring, and fall, it might snow, so check conditions with rangers and be prepared for all types of weather. Be sure to pack gaiters and instep crampons. If the canyon rim is cold or snowy, you can get into real trouble if you're not prepared. You'll avoid problems by slowing down and by staying energized. Remember, you're on vacation. Sounds done? Just about. Reserve a campsite on the rim of the canyon for the day before the hike so you'll have time to check on the weather and the trail, to find out about trail restrictions or closures, and to rest up. This is a great time to double-check critical items like prescription medicines and to take care of details. 
Okay, I'm getting the permit so we don't forget that in the morning. All right, check that out, Liz. In summer, start early to take advantage of the cool temperatures. Don't leave anything valuable in your vehicle and make sure everyone knows where the keys are. Double check your packs one last time and take it easy on yourself throughout the hike. To stay energized, start energized. Avoid the heat by not hiking between 10 a.m. and 4 p.m. In hot weather, time your hiking to take advantage of the shade. Take a break every 20 minutes to eat and drink fluids that replace salts. Don't wait until you're thirsty or hungry. Exercise curbs your appetite, so you might not know when you need to eat. When it's hot, cool down by getting wet. Save energy for that last uphill climb by pacing yourself from the very beginning. Mike, wait up! You're going too fast if you can't easily carry on a conversation. Weather can change surprisingly quickly, so be alert. During lightning storms, stay away from high points. Remember, if you get hurt, you're responsible for yourself and the National Park Service isn't legally required to rescue yeah, you. I just had a bad stumble here, and, and my, my ankle's a bit swollen. Oh, no. You think broke it? By and large, people who are hurt in the canyon should do all they can to rescue themselves. If you need to report an injury, key questions you'll be asked include, where is the person now? Are they conscious and breathing? What exactly is the nature of their problem? Is anyone with them? What first aid measures have been taken? And do they have food and water? These questions allow rangers to determine the urgency of the call. Often, several emergencies are underway at the same time, and rangers must evaluate each one. There is no guarantee that rangers will be able to rescue everyone in need. Safety is your responsibility. To hike respectfully, Leave as little trace of your presence as you can, starting with the trail itself. You might be tempted to shortcut across a switchback or detour around fallen rocks, but it's important to stay on the trail as much as you can. Shortcutting causes rock falls that are dangerous to hikers below. Walking to abreast widens the trail, destroys vegetation, and damages the fragile soil. If you walk single file, it's easier for others to stay on the trail. And don't forget that uphill hikers have the right of way. You'll understand why when you hike out. When you meet mules or horses, stop and follow the wrangler's instructions. In general, off or on trail, leave the canyon just as you find it. Don't collect fossils, rocks, or artifacts, and don't pick plants. Draw or take pictures instead.
When you encounter animals on the trail, remember that it's illegal to feed them. Feeding wildlife causes them to become aggressive and sickly and often leads to their death. If your permit is for a designated site, you must use that site. If your permit is for at-large camping, camp where others have camped before. Look for previously used campsites in sandy areas or on slick rock benches. These sites have compacted soil and little vegetation. Dry washes may look like good campsites, but become rivers in flash floods, so don't camp there. Oops, I think we might have our campsite. Ah, at least it's flat. Mike, wait a second, look. Look at this. Oh, wow. Can we pick these up? Yeah, we just got to make sure we put them back down in the same spot. Don't camp in archaeological sites. <laughs> we got to be careful of where we're stepping. Obviously, we won't be able to camp here. Pottery sherds or evidence really? that someone has lived at this spot indicates archaeological value. Take okay. a minute, and I'd like to sketch it too. Yeah, great. Camp at least 100 feet from water sources. Camping closer to water disturbs wildlife and can pollute the water. Don't remove vegetation, trench around your tent, or build a rock shelter. Leave the area undisturbed. How's it going? Good. You getting hungry yet? Yes, I am. Something other than trail mix? Put food where critters can't get it. Campfires are not allowed in the canyon, so if you cook, use a stove. The simple rule for waste in the Grand Canyon is to carry it out. The one exception is your feces. Where toilets are available, use them and never put plastic or garbage in them. Where there are no toilets, bury your feces in a cat hole. Find a sunny out of the way place. Be sure your cat hole is at least 70 large paces from water, dry washes, the trail, or a campsite. Use a small trowel to dig a shallow hole in mineral soil four to six inches deep and about four to six inches wide. After you've used the hole, cover it with the soil you dug out and disguise it with natural materials. Put used toilet paper or tampons in a sealable plastic bag and carry them out. Don't bury or burn them. Burning toilet paper has caused many wildfires. A small spark went over into a bunch of dry grass and it immediately went on fire and I tried to put it out but it spread so quickly and um, within seconds it was a, a 10 foot wall of flames. Um, I managed to get out okay but I was really frightened that uh, there were other people in the area or that the fire might spread and uh, when I went back to the fire site later I found that um, there are all these beautiful trees there 500, 300 year old acacia and pinion and juniper um, that were gone. And uh, the only thing I would have needed to do is not burn my toilet paper. Wastewater from cooking and washing will foul streams and camping areas, so never wash in streams or pools. Minimize use of soaps. Scatter any wastewater at least 70 paces from water sources and campsites and remove all traces of trash and litter. Leave the ground free of any trace of food and collect any scraps that fall inadvertently. Start your hike bright and early to take advantage of the cool of the day. Wow, look at the light. Mm. Mm. It's gonna be a good day.
gorgeous morning. On your way up, you'll work harder than on your way down, sweat more, and take longer. On a return hike in hot weather, it's even more important to stay in the shade and to avoid the midday heat. Pace yourself and save energy for that last uphill climb. How's it going, gentlemen? Steep climbing in the heat drains body fluids and salts, especially for children. So watch for the symptoms of heat-related illness and treat them right away. Consult your Grand Canyon hiking brochure for details. If you feel dizzy, weak, disoriented, or nauseated, or if you have a headache or clammy skin, you may have already lost too much salt and water. Cool down, drink, and eat. Okay, I want you to try to eat some. All right, why don't you take the bag? Got it? Okay, chew it up real good before you start. Another good reason to stay together is to be sure everyone has access to water and food. Uh, back of the neck, too. Very that feel good? No matter what the time of year or day, the bottom of the canyon is at least 20 degrees Fahrenheit or 11 degrees Celsius warmer than the rim. Climatic conditions change rapidly in the canyon, especially in spring and fall. It can turn cold or snow. Take cold as seriously as you take the heat. If you're chilled, stop, warm up, and get plenty of food and water. Wow, look it. I think we can make it. I think we can. Yes. Ciao time. You're more likely to have a grand hike if you're prepared. That means knowing that your enjoyment depends on your safety and that you might not be rescued if you get into trouble. It also means you've carefully planned, accounting for the time and energy it takes to climb out of the canyon. Be ready for the rigors of steep terrain heat and cold by being in good condition with enough water and food as well as the right gear. To stay energized, avoid the heat. Hike within your abilities. Eat, drink, and rest often and stay together. Respect your canyon. Stay on the trail. Leave it just as you found it. Carry out what you've brought in and properly dispose of what you leave. The beauty and power of Grand Canyon touches the heart and soul of almost everyone that finds their way to the rim. Looking out across one of nature's very finest creations, it's easy to see why the Grand Canyon has become something of a shrine to so many people over the course of so many years. Deep-seated feelings of reverence inevitably foster feelings of stewardship, and most people who come to the park want to become part of our ongoing efforts at preservation. Caring for the canyon, as well as caring for yourself while out in the canyon, requires a thoughtful, humble approach, but these are feelings the Grand Canyon inspires quite naturally. By allowing such feelings to guide your actions and by adhering to the guidelines that we've set forth here, we can all take what we need from the experience while leaving the remarkable vulnerable world of the inner canyon undamaged by our passage.